It's Friday, and it's game day, and I'm late. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I am your host, Mark Hulkin, and I want to thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day, normally. Today, it's probably coming at you a little bit more like around brunch time. But once again, I want to thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. And if you are watching on YouTube and you've already hit that red subscribe button, thank you. If you haven't, please go ahead and do it. It means a lot. And as always, uh, wherever you download your podcast, we are free. All right. So as you can tell, uh, a lot of you wake up early and you, you make Locked on USC your first listen. Uh, it wasn't there. I had some technical issues, got caught in some travel. Uh, I didn't even get a chance to hit the USC Alabama State basketball game that USC won handedly. Uh, from what I understand, it wasn't even a contest. Um, I saw the final score, USC 90, Alabama State not 90. I think it was a, it was a blowout by, by big points. I don't even have the notes in front of me. I'm going to try and do this off the cuff and go off some stuff. But we're just going to preview the Colorado game and give the, uh, the Buffaloes what kind of chance do the Buffaloes have to, to win. So in the, uh, we'll, we'll start with in the first segment here. Um, what kind of chances does Colorado have? How about slim and none? Uh, look, everybody should know by now that USC is 8-1. Colorado has one win on the season. Ironically, it came against the uh, California Golden Bears, who USC struggled with uh, to, to survive at home, to beat on homecoming. So Colorado brings a bad offense. They bring a bad defense, and they uh, they also lost maybe their best player, uh, at least offensively, um, when they, uh, they lost to Oregon last week, big. So, uh, again, they're coming off a 49-10 loss to Oregon, and uh, that was at home. So it kind of shows you um, where this team is right now. And, you know, they're they're going through a similar process that USC went through last year, uh, replacing, you know, the head coach was was let go, Carl Durrell. And, you know, when you've got a coaching staff that's essentially, you know, dead man walking, uh, you don't know who's going to be around next year. Things really kind of grind to a halt. And uh, you just, you're, you're trying to get the season over with as quickly as possible. So knowing what kind of, um, what's going on in the locker room, you, the, the, the players are going to fight hard. They're going to play hard, but uh, you know they're they're also severely undermanned, even considering USC situation defensively. So, who are some of the players on offense? We'll talk about them in this here in this first segment. Uh, they've been trying to go with multiple quarterbacks this year. It looks like they're finally settling on JT Shrout. Um, I think he's what six touchdowns against six interceptions. That's not a really good. Touchdown to uh, you, you will as a quarterback, you never want a one to one ratio. Uh, to put that number into context, you know, we talked about this on our early on our uh, 
on an episode of Locked On USC earlier this week. Caleb, Caleb Williams has a 28 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio, and he's probably going to add to that uh, tonight, Friday, 6 30 p.m. at the Coliseum. Maybe you can get out there on this Veterans Day holiday. Uh, another guy to keep an eye on for Colorado is wide receiver uh, Montana Lamonius Craig. First of all, one of the greatest names ever. And I've, I, want, I had an opportunity to watch this young man at some seven-on-seven events his senior year. Um, I was kind of hoping uh, that USC would throw him a late offer. Uh, he really impressed me. Big, strong young man, uh, 6'2", 6'3", around 190, 200 pounds, but uh, incredibly smart, uh, runs good routes, good hands, I think, for the most part. And he's going to have to step up in the ab- in the absence of, uh, what was it, Jordan, uh, Jordan Tyson. I apologize, name escaped me. So I don't know if USC is going to have to rely on any type of trickeration to score on, on Colorado. Um, they shouldn't have to. Maybe in the second half, if the uh, the subs, the backups are playing, that would be a great time to to explore some some offense, give future opponents something to think about with the starters on the field. Just throwing it out there. Uh, as far as that, anybody else on on Colorado's offense to be concerned about? They they just they score thirteen points a game, and they're not very good. So, uh, yeah, I, I wish I could say, hey, you know what? This guy in Colorado is someone to worry about. I brought up Monta- uh, Montana Lamonius Craig, awesome name. Uh, another name you guys might recognize when he's out there on the field, Tommy Brown, offensive lineman, transferred from Alabama to Colorado. So, uh I know, just another player, to, I guess, to watch for the for the local folk. And uh, another, their other, I guess, wide receiver that they're going to try and rely on is Daniel uh, Arias, six foot four, two hundred fifteen pounds. Es- essentially, Colorado's going to try and run the game, run the ball. Um, they're last in everything, save for rushing. Uh, although they have the worst per rushing yards attempt per game. So 10th in yardage, 12th in how they get to that yardage. (laughs) It's going to be a rough day, even against USC's defense. So again, I'm really hoping um, USC can put this game away early and uh, start focusing on next week, which is uh, UCLA week. We're hoping, right? Well, Colorado is definitely going to be the underdog this year in this game. They're 0-15 against USC in their history, 0-7 in Los Angeles. And if it wasn't going to happen last year in Colorado uh, with an interim coach running the team, it's certainly not going to happen this year with Lincoln Riley coaching USC. Colorado is your underdog. And when we start looking at what they have on defense in the next segment, you'll understand why they're not even going to be able to make plays against USC's offense. This episode is also brought to you by Underdog. 
Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to spice up your college football season. Um, and I, I want to emphasize easy. And you can start watching your favorite team play and, you know, make a little money at the same time. So it, it's it's a pick'em contest. And you get, essentially, you're going to go over to Underdog Fantasy. You're going to pick uh, five different players. And it's... Uh, it's an over-under type of situation. So if if you want to choose Caleb Williams to have over-under four touchdowns, if that's the spread, you choose over-under. And you don't have to choose just from your own team. You can choose five players from any team across the country. You get to make up your own team. So once again, it's easy to play. It's available in over 30 states. Just pick, pick between two and five players across any team, not just your own and decides to decide if they're going to finish higher or lower. It's one of the easiest fantasy-to-play games out there, and you can win cold, hard cash in a single game. So sign up with the promo code Locked On, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100 and get $100 free. We love that word here on Locked On USC. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on. One word. Get in on the college football pick em action today. Okay. So there you go. Your Underdog Fantasy is Colorado. Their defense. Oop, talking about that. We don't want that. Uh, not today, at least. Um, their defense is going to be even more of an underdog going up against Caleb Williams and USC's offense. Uh, Lincoln Riley hinted on Thursday that USC is close to getting uh, Jordan Addison and Mario Williams back. Closer with Jordan with Jordan than Mario. Okay. But again, this is Lincoln Riley, and you never know until game day who will be available to play. And because I wasn't able to see anything at practice, I can't lend you any insight. Although, you know, sources are saying Jordan's looking like he's ready to play. Caleb said he's looked like he's ready to play. We'll see. Maybe a few plays just to kind of get the rust off. Um, again, this is uh, after Friday night, 6.30 p.m. You got UCLA. Rivalry week. And that leads into USC's true rival Notre Dame the week after. All right. So um, what does Colorado have to offer on defense? Not a whole lot. There's a couple players, a couple names you might recognize. Oh, if, uh, there we go. Computer's locking up a little bit. One of the guys, uh, I guess their best player who makes plays Josh Sandler uh, Samito, he was a transfer from West Virginia. Uh, USC took a peek at him in the portal. Inside linebacker, uh, he had actually would fit Alex, Alex Grinch's system pretty well. Uh, nevertheless, um, for whatever reason, uh, things worked out where he's in Boulder, Colorado, not Los Angeles. Uh, they have a, you know, USC has two former players. I'm kind of bouncing back with this just because their names are in front of me. Uh, Makai Blackman, cornerback from Colorado, is now a starting cornerback for USC. And Brendan Rice, wide receiver, 
for the Buffaloes last year is now the wide receiver for USC. I, I'm sure they both anticipate to have big games this week or are hoping to um, against their former teammates. They want to be, I, I think everybody knows that USC will probably win. Uh, and we'll talk about that in the last segment if they don't. But um, look for Brendan and for Mackay to uh, try and have big games against their former teammates. So uh, another name maybe to keep an eye on. Uh, there, again, there's just not a lot there. Trevor Woods is their safety. He leads them in tackles with 73, or, excuse me, 79. Uh, Josh uh, Chandler, he has 77, two and a half sacks. So that's your playmaker. Um, but they don't get to the quarterback very often. And if you're going to allow Kayla Williams to stand back there and pick apart your team, even without Jordan Addison, even without Mario Williams, um, we've seen USC's uh, wide receivers step up in their absence. Uh, so whether that's Kyle Ford or whether that's Michael Jackson the third, Taj Washington, somebody is going to get the job done in their absence. So uh, maybe today it's, you know, Brendan Rice, Terrell Bynum, John Jackson III. I'm rooting for that young man, one of my favorites on the team, just from a personal standpoint. I get to see his father every home game in the press box. So shout out to JJ. Uh, we're all hoping to see JJ, the, the younger, on the field as well. If Colorado's going to score this game, uh, let's. it's probably going to be on special teams field goal. I don't see USC shutting them out. Man, wouldn't that be great, though, to have a shutout going into UCLA? Again, I don't know if Eric Gentry will be available. Um, it's a game day decision as far as Lincoln's concerned. So we'll see how that goes. Again, USC should score at will. Uh, if they don't score, I, let's say they have 12 possessions. Actually, that, that would be kind of low. Um, you're hoping they're going to have at least three per quarter. Okay, that's six and a half. Okay, maybe that's not low. Let's increase that to four. That's 16 offensive possessions. You want them scoring touchdowns on 10 of those because now you're taking into consideration the backups playing in the second half. Okay, that's 70 points. I don't know if that's going to happen, but USC needs to score more than 50. That needs to happen. You need to send a message to the pollsters that you beat a team you're supposed to beat like a drum. You need to send a message to UCLA and Chip Kelly. Hey, we're coming to Pasadena. We're taking the victory bell back, and uh, we're bringing it. So, all right. You can, uh, you can definitely... <laughs> anticipate that happening. Let's put a lock on it that USC is going to win this win this game. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a big-time win, huge win. In fact, you can protect this win with Simply Safe. They'll protect your win, and they'll protect your home with Simply Safe. If you thought about securing a home with home security but have been putting it off, you want to listen up. Right now, Locked on USC, you can order the number the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for fifty percent off. 
This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Here's why. <clears throat> Simply Safe was named, ready for this, the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report for a third year in a row. It's a pretty good reason. Um, the reason why they were voted that high, number one, is in an emergency, you get 24-7 professional monitoring agents that use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe that captures the critical evidence and verifies the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Simply Safe is a whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. It gives you high definition security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you and only when a threat is real and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. You get 24-7 professional monitoring service that costs less than a dollar a day. That's less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash forward slash locked on college. There's no safe like simply safe. All right. So before I uh, turn you guys over to uh, doing some tailgating, I don't know how many of you are heading out on this Veterans Day to USC tonight on a Friday. Um, USC doesn't lose on Fridays. They've won their last four. Like I said, USC, this game is in the bag. I hate to be so nonchalant about it, but let me put it this way. Most agree that USC's worst loss was back in 2007, Pete Carroll-led team against Stanford. They were a 41-point prohibitive favorite playing at home. And that's with John David Booty playing with a uh, with a hurt finger during the game. Well, even an underdog has big hearts. You know, they're, they're going to fight. And that's why Caleb Williams said earlier in the week that they're going to respect Colorado. Okay, well, you show them respect, Caleb. We talked about this earlier in the week. You get out there and you, you drop the hammer. The defense has to show up and, and, and not allow Colorado to all of a sudden have an offensive identity. Um, that would be really disappointing. So... Uh, again, when you're facing a one and eight Colorado team, and you're eight and one, and you've got UCLA and Notre Dame coming up, and that's what's standing in front of you and holding you back from going to the conference championship game. One year later, after going four and eight, I'm building up for this. You understand? This loss would be if you were to lose this game, it would be worse than the loss to Stanford with Pete Carroll. Prove me wrong. Sure, USC then was still playing for everything as well. But this is a little different. Pete had already, you know, had, I guess, earned, it's hard to even say, it, it earned a, he earned a little bit of latitude for a loss because of what he'd already done with the championships and the Heismans. And Lincoln Riley deserves as much latitude as any head coach, considering, you know, this is his first year, first year at USC, four and eight last year. 
and he was very emphatic uh, when he spoke to the media via Zoom on Thursday. I hope everybody appreciates where we're at. We're eight and one. We're eight and one. I really hope everyone appreciates this. And while he, why he was making that those comments to the media, I guess he wanted us to relay that that information, that message, which I'm glad to. I try and do that as often as possible, even when I try and be uh, cynical and skeptical and 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 just be you know honest about what I'm seeing. I always want people to remember this team was four and eight last year. You're eight and one with the opportunity still to make the college football playoff. So I'm just wondering, looking back, was Lincoln Riley say, hey, we're going to get a win. We're going to be 9-1 and one at the end of this week. But we got two pretty big games coming up. And don't be surprised if we're, you know, if things don't go our way. Now, he didn't say that, but maybe that was the underlying message that USC fans should appreciate where you're at now because hey, tomorrow's a mystery, right? Yesterday's history, today's the present, tomorrow's a mystery. So appreciate what you have, right? Back to uh, why this loss to Colorado would be worse. Because USC has the playoffs right in front of them. And maybe they're not ready for primetime playoff. You know, defensively, they're not. And I had mentioned that, look, <clears throat> they only get need to get to the number four spot out of four playoff teams. And if they do, more than likely, they're playing in Georgia. So uh, if if you're the, the USC fan that wants to see USC make the playoffs, you got to win this game. You cannot lose this game because now all of a sudden, um, the big games that are lined up against a highly ranked UCLA in the Rose Bowl, it doesn't become meaningless, meaningless but it loses some of that value, that national prestige that, hey, you want to win a championship? That means you got to win the play. You got to get into the playoffs. You got to win. Although a Rose Bowl is, it's not a consolation prize, but when you're looking at how, you know, the the trophies are handed out, it is. Sorry. And it's going to become even more of one when the playoffs expand to 12 teams in a couple of years. And when USC moves to the big, the Big Ten in 2024. So uh, again, you've got to win this game. It it you have no room for for error. Even with that loss against Stanford, uh, it because the uh, things were a little bit different than as far as the BCS. Um, it changed the dynamics this year. And again, USC still made the Rose Bowl. So. Uh, and they still could this year. But, again, can't let it happen. I don't want to come back on here with our next episode of Locked on USC ranting and raving. You really haven't seen me angry, and I don't know if you want to see me angry and emotional. Maybe you do. It would probably make for a really good show, and I might not have a show afterwards, but you never know. However, there you go. I'm sorry for being late. Here's your brunch time version of Locked on USC. And I, again, I want to thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. When you're not, head on over and check out um, the Locked on Sports. Where'd that go? Uh, yes. So it's called Locked on Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest sports 
to the biggest stories in sports. They go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right. I will be back for another full week of episodes. As always, the next episode, we're going to be uh, reviewing this game. And uh, hopefully it's all roses looking forward with more on top of it. We'll call it the roses plus drive with the final two weeks of the regular season. But until then, thanks for making Locked on USC your first listen. Make sure you head on over to wersc.com. Check out all the good content that Eric McKinney and Scott Schrader and Chris Arledge and Greg Katz and myself are putting together for you. We got that flash sale, $10, and you get all of our VIP stuff for a year. All right. Until then, everyone, you know what to do, and we'll see you next on Locked On USC.